What number is this, Chip? Zilch, 176. We recap Mickey Dolan celebrates the monkeys. Memories, music, friends, and more. Okay, no, I mean, like, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm sure I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkeys podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, everyone. I'm Christine Wolf, a.k.a. Christine the Button Queen, and I'm your host today. I was lucky enough to be able to attend the closing night of Mickey's recent tour, Mickey Dolan's Celebrates the Monkeys, on its stop in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison's a cool little town, and several friends from around the country all decided to meet up for this show. I actually have two of those friends with me today. First of all is every podcaster's friend, Andy Shaw. Hi, Andy. Welcome to Zilch. <laughs> hey, Christine. It's great to be here. Good to have you. You know, we've threatened to have you on Zilch a few times, and <laughs> we finally got you. <laughs> yes, yes. As you said, I've, uh, I'm friends with many podcasters, so I've uh, guested on their shows. But to be on the Ken Mills flagship... <laughs> and Ken isn't even here. Ken womp, isn't even here. <laughs> but but to be on Zilch is a, a dream come true. I've uh, I've wanted to join you guys for a long time. So oh, thank you for having me this evening. Well, we're 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 glad to have you. Uh, and also joining us is Aubrey Winter. Aubrey, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have you here. You know, actually, I'm going to start with you, Aubrey. Um, would you? Care to tell everyone the story of how you decided that you were going to come to Madison for the show and you kind of the adventure that you had? <laughs> it's not that exciting, I guess, but maybe, I don't know. It just, I wanted, I have the Blu-ray set and Andrew said that they're going to be selling them at the shows. I have it, but I did not take care of it. And like my disc one is completely scratched up and whatnot and I wanted a new set and I didn't want to have to pay $700 on <laughs> eBay so I decided I would just go to a show and I couldn't go to the first Saturday show which was in Cincinnati and I ended up at the second Saturday show but anyways I tried for the Cincinnati Saturday show first and then I couldn't get there so I ended up in the Madison so I could get a Blu-ray box set and then what happened as soon as you booked everything? Naturally, a couple days before the concert, Rhino decided to start selling it online. <laughs> so I ended up buying it online, but now I still had a concert ticket and airplane ticket and hotel reservation. So I still made it out. I flew out on, uh, I, I, I arrived in Chicago on Saturday morning from LA, from Burbank. 
um, drove to Madison, and then the next morning, Sunday morning, drove back to Chicago and flew right home. So it was basically, um, in total, it was a little less than a 48-hour trip. And I did not bring home an, another Blu-ray box set because I had bought them online. But I did get to I did get to see a bunch of people and and meet some new people too. And it was I I had a really good time. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. And you know, I was actually um, talking to Ken afterwards, and you know, I I said so. You know, I I have a Blu-ray set too, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't need another one. And I was telling him that what we discovered was that some of the sets at the merch table were autographed by Mickey. And Ken immediately made me feel really bad for not getting one of those. <laughs> I was like, so now I have um, non-buyer's remorse, I guess. <laughs> so- so uh, to those who got the autographed version of the Blu-ray set, good for you. And I, for one, am very jealous. You know, I never heard anybody on any of the monkeys forums or whatnot, or Zilch, especially Zilch, um, mention autographed copies available. No. So I'm wondering if that was just for those last maybe two or three dates only after it went on sale at the merch table because the other thing is that the blu-ray price went down at the merchandise table to 200 and then the autographed one was 250 isn't that correct no i hadn't either it was a surprise to me yeah that is right yes yeah so it was originally being sold at the merch table for 250 and then they went on sale on rhino's site for 200 so the merch table dropped their price and then you're right then there was that 250 priced point and that was the one with the autograph so yeah and that's my understanding that that's rhino that does that that's not the tour manager or the tour uh, or mickey or anything like that that's all just that's all controlled by mickey I mean, excuse me, that's all controlled by Rhino. So it's like, you know, the, the tour people have no control over that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're just the middlemen. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, it's kind of like Mickey joked on uh, the different drum. He said nothing sadder than, uh, you know, a, <laughs> a musician going home with a trunk full of CDs, or in this case, having to travel back to L.A. with a box full of DVDs. So maybe they were priced to sell. that's right that's right (laughs) well so well andy why don't you tell us a little bit about um uh, tell us about your foray to madison and and a little bit about what everybody was doing before the show oh gosh um so uh i live here in minneapolis minnesota and uh, my brother Greg and I made the four-hour car ride to uh, Madison from Minneapolis and uh, got to town in the early afternoon and then proceeded to uh, do some vinyl shopping <laughs> in Madison. And, uh, of course, my brother's the diehard vinyl fan, so going vinyl shopping with him means at least an uh, hour or two. <laughs> and I'm good after about the first hour, so... Uh, I did my uh, my hour, and then I had to go kind of wait in the car <laughs> for the uh, let him finish up for the second hour there. 
of course, I was listening to MMR in the car <laughs> while I was waiting for him. That's Monkey Mania Radio. <laughs> I want my MMR. That's right. There we go. In fact, Ken Mills has a show on a shift on MMR. You can listen to that on the Live 365 app. And uh, you all ought to check it out. It is everything in the monkeys verse. <laughs> um, monkeys, monkeys adjacent, monkeys related. Um, in fact, you might actually hear some of the songs from the Madison show on MMR. So check it out and and uh, find Ken's show. He's an attention whore. <laughs> I love you for it. <laughs> and, you, and you say that with love in your heart. Of course, of course. course. (laughs) We love you, Ken. (laughs) So a bunch of us met up before the show for dinner, right? And uh, we, you know, we'd kind of all done our own thing in the afternoon and, and, um, um, we, we met for dinner and then we got to actually hang with John Billings, the bass player for the Monkees, a little bit before the show out in the lobby. Um, he was out glad handing and, and uh, doing a new, his own version of a meet and greet. Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand it until later on uh, that night, but evidently he went out to the merch table to buy his own Monkees memorabilia and then tried to get back into the, uh, the hall and it was locked, and he couldn't find anyone to let him in, is the story I heard. Yeah, he couldn't find the right door to go through. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sure they're probably trying to do sound check, and everyone's like, hey, where's Billings? Let's go here. Baseman, let's go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, we did get to stop and uh, get our pictures taken with him. Uh, oh, and we've neglected to say I was dressed as Austin Powers, as I uh, do sometimes when I go to these shows. Oh, yes. That's true. Everybody, everybody wondered uh, right. who that groovy guy was. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and of course, I was there handing out uh, the zilch buttons, and uh, I, I actually had a few people stop me on the street on the way there to the venue, saying, "Are you the <laughs> button lady?" <laughs> <laughs> Your reputation precedes you, Christine. You had Austin Powers, and you had the button lady, and then sitting in a chair. (laughs) My exciting life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's all right. That's all right. You played a a much more pivotal role uh, later on, though, because you actually recorded the show. And, in fact, we're going to play some some snippets from the show uh, today on, on this episode of Zilch. All right. First thing is, okay, so Papa Jean's Blues. The arrangement that they played was the first time that I, and I've been to a lot of shows. Um, I've been to most every tour since 2001, because there was some earlier than that that I didn't get to go to. In all the tours that I've been to, this is the first time that I ever heard them actually do an arrangement of Papa Jean's Blues that was true to the first album arrangement. And a lot of that credit that makes that song sound so unique goes to the drummer. And Rich is 
an amazing drummer. I was a drummer all through high school. I was on drumline all through college. I had drum set in my room growing up. And Rich, I, I love watching Rich play. He's so clean on his on his playing. It's yeah, he's fantastic. And you know, the whole band did the album arrangement on this tour for Pop Jeans Blues. But I was very interested in what Rich was doing and he had, you know, taken the drum fills and the whole part exactly mirrored it from the recording. And I really appreciated being able to hear it live like that. And I really loved it. So Papa Jean's Blues was a big highlight for me. One other highlight was Mickey's home movies that were being shown because Mickey has let Andrew Sandoval into his, I, I don't want to use the word vault because that's so cliche with Prince, into his closet. <laughs> his archives, yeah. Mickey has just like shoved all his stuff for like 60 years and never touched any of it, but he's let Andrew into a lot of it. And a lot of things that Andrew has mentioned in his uh, Day by Day book, the new one, a lot of the home movies that Andrew mentioned in his book were actually shown on the screen in this concert, for instance. And there's no sound to any of this. The sound was the sound from the concert. The videos were all, it's my understanding that all of the, the home movies were silent home movies. There was two, and it was just coincidental yesterday that I was reading in Andrew's book the day of them filming in the Bahamas, and Andrew's talking about how Mickey did a home movie of, like, the mermaids and how 
they had like face paint on and all this stuff. And that, I got to see that video on behind the stage, and that was kind of cool. But the other thing, the other thing that really, really just made my eyes open wide was the fact that there was a lot of footage shown during Mickey's concert of the monkeys at the, live at the Hollywood Bowl. And that was just cool. It was, it was of them rehearsing during the day, because it was daylight hours, and it would like pan back, and it would show like the Hollywood Bowl empty. And then it showed them also at night playing. It didn't show, um, like, it's my understanding that Mickey jumped into the pool, the fountain. But he's like, I don't know if it's still there or not, because every time that I've gone to the Hollywood Bowl, it's not been there. But I don't know if it's something that they recreate on demand or something. But uh, at least back in the 60s, there was a, uh, a fountain where the orchestra pit is. And I, like I said, I don't know, maybe they could still fill it with water. I don't know how it works now. But during the 1967 concert, Mickey jumped in the fountain or jumped in the pool. I don't know if it's an actual like spring fountain, but jumped in the pool. Um, we, I was getting to see, you know, the Hollywood Bowl, which is um, them live at the Hollywood Bowl, which is something that's, you know, folklore. Sure. So, yeah, those are mine. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the home video. That was definitely uh, a feature, uh, you know, a, a highlight that was um, touted for the tour, and uh, and it did not disappoint. That's for sure. Um, you're right. The footage for Porpoise Song uh, was really, really special. Andrew was somehow kind of melded together the footage that we're familiar with from the movie Head along with these images, these movies from Mickey's archive. And it was so seamless in a way. You know, it was kind of like a a little mind trick of, uh, I know I've seen Head, uh, you know, a hundred times. I don't remember it quite this way. (laughs) You know, I I don't know if I if there's something in the air here tonight that's making me uh, <laughs> question things, but uh, yeah, it was that was that was definitely a highlight for me. You're right. What about you, Andy? Talk to us a little bit about some of your highlights from the show. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, major kudos to Andrew as always, um, bringing back the video multimedia experience to not only during the show but even before the show christine and aubrey when we were waiting in our seats um i mean highlights of that was getting to watch you know those second season vignettes where you know nez and zappa are doing their little comedy shtick and then you know nez or frank zappa plays the car oh yeah and then uh, Davy with Charlie Smalls as they do that. Um, oh gosh, what is it called? Girl named Love. Uh, yeah, I know a girl. Her name is Love. Yeah, I love that. I wish they had done more with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But to see it up on the big screen just kind of put a lump in my throat, you know. And then he, for me, getting to hear me and Magdalena is uh, is always great because I just. Uh, find that song from good times to be uh, such a now iconic monkey song and it's only been around for six years you know just to hear that is uh it's one of my favorites and uh, i just enjoy it every time i hear it yeah on good times for the 50th anniversary right right i was gonna say it's hard to believe that's six years ago already <laughs> 
I think that's what Mickey said too, you know, on our, on our album Good Times a couple of years ago. Well, more than a couple of years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. Time is perceived faster as you get older. Yes. That's right. I, I'm certainly experiencing that for sure. <laughs> years ago, a few years ago, Nez uh, and Peter and I had the pleasure of making an album called Good Times. Very proud of that album. It's a wonderful song. In the old days, I was talking about the songwriters, you know, the incredible songwriters. Well, when the word got out that we were going to do this album, all these young, yeah, cool songwriters came around and they said, we want to write a song. One of the guys was a, a kid, really, compared to me, named Ben Gibbard, from Death Cab for Cutie. Incredible talent, great song. He wrote a song called Me and Magdalena that we did on the album. I did that with Nez. Tonight, I'm going to ask my, my lovely sister Coco to
one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that I think this was the first time that Mickey or any of the monkeys uh, walked on stage to a live playing of the theme song. Uh, Aubrey, you seem to be the the concert maven here. Have you experienced uh, the band ever playing the theme song when whoever was left in the monkeys was walking on stage? Uh, I think that, and I could be wrong here, but I think that Davy and Peter had theme from the monkeys playing in Australia in 1985. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you know, Christine, I didn't even realize that until you just brought that up. Yeah, I have never been to a show where they hadn't played the recorded version of that. Okay, well, we'll say North America. <laughs> it's definitely the first time it was done in North America. <laughs> it was odd to me the moment I heard it. And I, and I don't mean odd in a bad way. I mean, odd as in like, I've never heard this before like this. Sure. Yeah, it was not unusual for it to be part of the intro uh, of the the canned music. Yes. Yeah, it was the band singing. It was not Mickey singing. Right. Right. Yes. Right. He he did not sing. Hey, hey, I'm a monkey. <laughs> Here I come, <laughs> walking down the street. Here I come. <laughs> You know, the set list was a really great, uh, you know, all the standard uh, monkey hits that you would expect, of course, you know, Clarksville, Mary Mary, uh, the Believers, both of them, you know, <laughs> but then they did some some deeper cuts uh, or things that I certainly haven't heard very often. Uh, you know, I'll spend my life with you. Mickey has played that now a couple of times. He played it during the the last Mike and Mickey tour before the pandemic. I recall seeing that then.
it's it's such a beautiful rendition that they that they do. But the other one that really stood out to me was Can You Dig It? I, I loved hearing that, didn't you guys? Yeah. I think somebody had said, because I'm not sure about this, that it was the first time that on this tour that Mickey had sung it live in front of an audience. But I, is that true? I can't think of a, of him doing it before. Can you, Andy? Uh, no, not offhand. Um, 
If it was, it was would have been back in like the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so great to hear. He didn't do it in the nineties. I can tell you that for sure. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let you know. Let's just. I'm just going to run down the the list here. Um, the theme from the monkeys, Clarksville, Saturday's Child. That was a good one to hear. Different drum, but it was the version off of um, Dolan's Sings Nesmith. So it was that arrangement. Papa Jean's Blues, She, Mary, Mary, Let's Dance On, uh, Look Out, Here Comes Tomorrow, Sometime in the Morning, A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You. I mean, you can, we're, we're just traveling through the years, right? Talking about time speeding up. <laughs> the Girl That I Knew Somewhere, For Pete's Sake. Randy Scouse get Pleasant Valley Sunday. And now here was another <laughs> surprise. He said, we're going to, we're going to take it down. We're going to get mellow. <laughs> we're going to slow it down. And I remember hearing somebody from way in the back somewhere. And I think Aubrey, I think they were sitting close to you. They said, Oh, let's float. We're going to float down the river. <laughs> and, and it's so perfect because Mickey, I don't know if he heard her, but he just gives a sigh. And then he launches into Hobo Reaver, Silver Soak, and Hobo Reaver Snick. <laughs> <laughs> that and that's just the first half of the show. That's that's all before the all before the intermission. <laughs> I I do not want to let the uh go unnoticed that as they were doing no time and they had the no time romp up on the big screen, you were moving your hand in sync with Nez when he would goof up the, uh, you know, the ta-da's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't think I let that, uh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, well, okay, fine. What? I... And you were perfectly in sync with Nez too, which was even more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well what i i thought you were going to say this so i will say this so often all through the evening andrew took great care in making sure that the video if there was video of mickey singing whatever song it was spot on uh the the, the live vocal matching up with the video i noticed that yeah yeah, I mean, they didn't do that good on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> it only took 55 years, but we got there. <laughs> yes, it was bizarre to see, you know, Mickey singing, uh, you know, Stepping Stone or Going Down on stage while projected behind him is the big screen of, you know, the 60s romp of him singing it. So it's this 2022 versus 1966 at the same time. And it did get off a couple of times, but uh, it's when I saw somebody would do like a quick pause on the video so that it would, so the other song, so the live version would catch up to the video. Yeah, you're right. Which is, you know, how you have to do it. But uh, it was cool to see, you know, Mickey singing that was then this is now and is you know his lips matching what's on the screen behind him and also rich was during those songs that were synced up or they tried to sync them up rich would watch the video to 
you know, do his best to stay like, you know, for cues of where the beat was. Like if there's a drummer on the beat, I'm, I'm making assumptions of getting into Rich's head here, but if there was like maybe a drummer on the video, him trying to play at the same tempo, because typically in a live concert, um, you know, you, you, you tend to either speed up or go faster if you're not careful because there's a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> sure. Right. Right. No, I, you're right. That's a good observation. I did notice Rich watching the screen, or or at least I thought he was watching the screen. He was kind of having to watch it out of his peripheral vision. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, he's he's just amazing. The whole band is, is just incredibly, incredibly talented. Um, uh, but yeah, Rich always cracks me up to how he sings every word of every song. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's he's as big of a fan as any of us, I think. So actually, Mickey's just lip syncing, and Rich is the one that's singing. What a bump! The truth comes out. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> a zilch exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So after the intermission, we came back for the second set and opened with Porpoise Song, uh, I'll Spend My Life With You, Take a Giant Step, Me and Magdalena, Can You Dig It, That Was Then, This Is Now, Valerie, Stepping Stone, Going Down, Daydream Believer, Listen to the Band, and I'm a believer. I do love the new arrangement that they've been doing of going down probably since 2020. It might have started in 2021, where it was more of a, like, the version that they've over the years has been, you know, really fast and really, you know, really jazzy, but obviously it's a jazzy song. But I, I, it might have been around 2019. It might have been, I, I actually think it was 2021. I don't know, 2020. Let's just say 2020. They started with a, like a slower swing version of it. So Mickey doesn't sing as fast, you know, because he's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know it to see a move, though. I really love the new arrangement. Actually, it was 2021 because I'm thinking about 2020. I saw them in Albany and I remember the shows that I saw. I am specifically remembering that it was still that very, very fast. So it had to have been 2021 the first time that they slowed it down a little bit. And um, But it's it's it turned into like a really cool, like, like almost slow swing. Not slow, but like, you know, slower. Yeah. Slower. No, you're right. I, I hear what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I think we'll we'll play a little bit of that so that we can hear what Aubrey's talking about. Thank you. 
to you one of the finest bands I have ever played. Unfortunately, they missed the flight. But these guys are pretty good too. Over here on keyboards, vocals, and vocal arrangements, give it up for Mr. Alex Jules. Is there anything else that uh, that either of you want to touch on that we haven't yet? Yeah, uh, well, I, I brought it up uh, briefly a little bit ago, but yeah, it's um, uh, me and Magdalena, you know, just for being a, a song that's six years old in the Monkees catalog, it, uh, you know, fast became one of my favorites, and uh, I just enjoy it every time I hear it live. Um, Mickey and now Coco singing with him. Um, I don't know. It's just that piano and the vocal just really gets to me. Um, it's a you know, very emotional song, and uh, I think it's one of their best. When they debuted the song on the Good Times tour, they were focusing a little bit, not entirely, but a little bit on Davy and you know, evoking uh, memories and thoughts of Davy. And now, of course, with uh, Mickey being the only one left, the video was was focusing heavily on Mike, of course. It was all like pictures of 
Mike and Mickey singing it in concert in the last few years being projected onto the screen behind Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they include footage of the very last performance at the Greek? I think that they did. Yes. Yes. That's right. Because uh, Mike right. was in his, his white suit. His formal attire. <laughs> Is that the only time he wore that white suit? It was. Yeah, for that tour. And you can tell by the way he he looked that it was definitely from the last tour. Yeah, I was just listening to that uh, concert again just yesterday. Um, it's not the, obviously, it's not the greatest singing uh, because Mike passed within a month from that date. But uh, the energy of the crowd, uh, because it was the Greek theater, it was, the Greek theater is a huge amphitheater. It, it, the energy in the place was like he could have been, you know, it didn't matter what he sang. It was like, it was the presence and uh, it was just everything. It was just such a great performance. Yeah. I was just listening to that uh, again yesterday, that whole show. That's right. Is there anything else that, uh, that either of you want to touch on that we haven't yet? Oh, you know what? There was one other thing I wanted to bring up here. So I, I must say John Billings, I mean, that guy's a ball of energy I I made the comment to you, Christine, earlier this week. I think he got his uh, 10,000 daily steps in on the stage just that night in the 90-minute show. Yes, he did. <laughs> he was running around between him and Rich Dart, and then he was uh, over with the Mean, and then he was over with uh, Pete Finney on the whole other side of the stage. <laughs> I think... Hanging with Alex for a while on keys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think the only one he didn't go talk to was Coco, and that's just because she was on the far end of the stage from him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm used to kind of more of the, uh, uh, gosh, Bill Wyman bass players that just kind of stood there <laughs> plucking the bass, and uh, and John Billings is on the move. <laughs> he definitely was that. Well, very good. I want to thank both uh, Andy, you and Aubrey for joining me today. I'm so glad that we got to hang out over the weekend. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was great. It was very unusual. Um, I haven't traveled for a monkey show in a few years. Why is that, Christine? Well, because, because I've been very, very lucky that the monkeys always came to St. Louis. So I got to play host, basically. Oh, I was, <laughs> was going to say, I, I thought it was because there had been a global pandemic. I don't keep up with the news. Oh, there's that, too. I forgot. <laughs> I don't keep up with the news very well, but I heard about something. I, I know, I know. I but um, uh, so it was unusual for me to not be in my home venue, so to speak. But I got to see a whole different set of friends. And so that was great. And having the the chance to meet so many new people by handing out the buttons, um, that's, always, uh, that's always a blast. So... Uh, I, I just want to thank the two of you for coming on and, and kind of walking down memory lane from, from a week ago. <laughs> and thank you always to all of our listeners and contributors on the Zilch Facebook group. And thank you to especially the band, Mickey, Coco, Wayne, Peter, Amin, 
Alex, Rich, and Big Bad John on the bass. You always put on such a great show for us. We are so fortunate to have such a killer band giving their all for the fans of this silly little thing called the monkeys, as Mickey said the other night. Um, So thank you all for another great tour. And we can't wait to see what you all have coming up next. Um, I know that Mickey is uh, doing a handful of shows here uh, as we're recording this in the, in a few days with Felix Cavalieri. Um, who knows what will happen after that. Um, but I know that Mickey is like a gyroscope. He cannot stop. So I know that he'll be doing something and, uh, and you can bet that Zilch will be a part of it if at all possible in any way possible. Uh, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew for Andrew Sandoval for putting together the tour and, um, just loving the monkeys as much as we all do. And for being such a good, um, a good steward of the material. And, um, we're, we're very fortunate to have you in, in our camp, in the monkeys camp. Curator. Yes. Yes, I guess, right, as the perfect curator. Um, so, well, that is our show, and we will see you next time on Zilch. See you, Chelsea Epstein. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.